problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not. What's going on, guys? This is the Totally Blitzed Fight Club. Today, we're talking top ranked boxing. That was on ESPN this weekend, the Berlanga versus Rolls card. These are this is your hosts, Paul Pickle Winham Concha. I'm always joined with. Hey man, you know it's your boy Kev, aka Cat Owner Savoy. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, you know you're a real gangster if you own a cat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Name a nigga, name the last nigga to try me. And I own a cat. I'm just saying. What? But now, hey, we finna talk this boxing shit real quick. Cause hey, I heard a couple hey, boys Split, you feel me? So what we got cracking, man? But hey, Marcus, let me know, man. Introduce yourself for the culture. What's going on, man? Marcus, man, boxing guru. Feel me? Okay. Official. <laughs> I don't. Showtime. Official, man. Yeah, you ain't no until God damn, the heat again. They ass whooped right now. Against the Warriors backups, too. That's the worst. Yeah. Nah, that shit is terrible. It was 50-50. Now it's 50-63. Like, what happened? <laughs> what yes. didn't happen? That's the runs in basketball, boy. But this weekend, man, there's a lot of fighting going on over there at, on ESPN, though, this top-ranked card. The Puerto Ricans are showing out this weekend. We have a, a fellow Puerto Rican with us, Mr. Yes, Marcus. Sir. Talk to him, boys. Oh. How do you feel? You want to talk about the, the crowd showed out, though, man. That building was lit, man. I, the crowd, you could hear the crowd, even with the undercard fight, so – Definitely popped out. I mean, I wouldn't say the fights lived up to the hype. Not all of them, but definitely the the event was lit. I wish, like, if I was there, I know that shit would have been fun. The atmosphere was banging. I saw. Yeah, you could tell, bro. So like, that would that would be worth it. That boy Berlanga brought out a uh, Mike Towers. <laughs> Mike Towers, man. Fuck it. No, nah, but this he took good. he took for bro his walk his walk to the ring was so long both these like that shit was already late it was like twelve it was like past twelve and he's like just standing there they had like the earpiece telling him to wait I don't know what was going on but he took forever to walk up no I saw yeah. like because someone said Mike Towers played the same song twice because of how long the walkout was damn <laughs> I didn't even notice damn. this no nah, but on repeat. Before we go into this main card and talk about all the, the ass whoopings that we were watching this weekend, we got to highlight some of the undercard fighters that did show out. Uh, first one, I didn't know anything about him. Marcus put me on. Bruce Shushu Carrington with the overhand right-left hook. KO mm-hmm. over Yuri Adujar. Aduhar. <laughs> that, is that how you thought it was going to go? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, he's not really known for the power punching, but man, he might be. He if he can keep working like that, man, he looked real good. I like the performance put on, like the combinations he was throwing. But the Brooklyn boy, he got it done in his hometown. He probably was looking for the knockout, and it was such a clean hand. I love those knockouts where they slip a punch as they as they knock the guy out. Because if you look, he slipped that punch, and the guy just falls like fucking. Dead toy. Nah. That shit was nasty. I'm pretty sure this is the one I seen. Like, bro got his his lights caved the fuck out. And it was crazy because I was literally at a food truck rally. And so I'm watching it real quick on my phone and shit. 
and I'm trying to and I'm trying to order at the same time. So I'm just sitting there like, oh yeah, can I get the blah blah blah? With the, oh shit! That's my that's how I reacted. <laughs> Everybody thought like I got shot or something. So I had to show them boys like, hey, look, this was bad. Niggas, the niggas in the truck like, ooh, <laughs> that shit was crazy. Boy, that was, nah, that, that was, was a knockout, man. That's how you do that shit right there. That boy. What 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 are you looking like? He how um how young is he like that? Is he um fresh out? Is he like? Yeah, I think I think that was only like his third fight for like I think yeah he, I think he only has three fights so like he's still real real young yeah, so he he's only twenty four. Yeah, so like, he's still a young prospect and only having three fights, but he can keep putting together performances like that and working those combinations like he was. Yeah, he's in a deep division too, 130. That that's a lot of competition in there. Hey, hey bro, over there in Brownsville, they built with power. Boy, ask Mike Tyson and ask yeah. Arrington. Both of them boys had that had that KO. I mean, third fight, two of them he won by knockout. So I know you said he hasn't shown like much power, but right. maybe, maybe he's just so precise with his punches as it kind of sneaks maybe up on you. Yeah, hey. maybe he's grown into that body. Mm-hmm. On the side, though, how do you feel about the 130 weight class, bro? Because that's a deep-ass weight class when you get to, like, the one, one thir- 130 and 135 is really deep, especially 135. That has, like, all the boys like Ryan Garcia, Tank, Devin Haney, Lomachenko. Teofimo. Teofimo. No, I think Teofimo might be going up to 140 since he lost all his belts at 135. So, I think he's going up to 140, but Continuous still, 135. 130- 135 is deep. That might be one of the deepest divisions, but they just don't fight each other, so I don't know. Oh, no, they take the call out Lopez for a minute, kid. Yeah, but the problem... Garcia. Yeah, no, they do... They talk that shit, but the problem is Garcia doesn't fight. Jit like to go and retire for like a year and a half and then want to come back randomly, but... And then Tank, he he got bad promotion. Or he don't got bad promotion because they doing their numbers, but they just don't fight no one, bro. Like his next fight is like worthless for real. Tank Davis, like that shit is not worth what like no nah, no. Nah. He he should be fighting way better competition because he's getting old too. He's only twenty or he's twenty-eight now. So he needs to be fighting those the real dogs. Right. Wait until Dana White buys boxing. He has all these motherfuckers fighting each other. If he does, nah, that, with Danny White, he should start a promotion company, bro. I think he's trying to, but he's he said he's done it, tried it to in the past. But the he said the the business behind boxing is so corrupted and uh, certain. Like it's it nothing is. like UFC where like you have to do those like fights you say or like feed me fights, and he doesn't yeah. want to do it. And like boxers don't want to have their records being like thirty and twenty and shit like that. So. He he does that was like five ten years ago and he just said all right I'm just gonna stick to my UFC but hey Eddie Hearns was with him at the event you never know he might dabble he might just start something there's just so I much like, money I in like it. Eddie Hearns. Like Jake Paul I like though. Eddie Hearns. I'm not, Jake I'm not, Paul I'm not, I'm not an Eddie Hearns fan I'm not gonna lie I'm an Al Heyman type of I'm an Al Heyman like, type of guy but Hearns still got connections love him or hate him he still yeah. has some connections he to puts get. on events. <laughs> Yeah, so he like that's what I'm saying. Like, even if you don't like Hearns, him being at UFC events, talking with Dana, like right next to each other, uh, talking, yeah. maybe something's in the work. I hope so. But the thing about Eddie Hearn, he's more of those like UK guys. They like so he you don't see too much of them, but he definitely puts on good good events. Yeah, and you know how them UK crowds get. Yeah, they get deep. Yeah. Um, 
But another couple names that I wanted to highlight over before we go into the big events, we had Henry LeBron, another Puerto Rican on the card, another KO, TKO over Josec Ruiz, seventh round. Um, I didn't really get Good to catch this fight, Marcus, so I'm going to let you take the floor on this one. I ain't going to lie. I only watched bits and pieces of this one, but definitely he clearly went in there and did what he had to do. So, like, this is what he was expected to do and got the – a nice little knockout, so definitely a, a step yeah. up. But you got to highlight it just because there wasn't many on this card. Um, yeah, so it, it's definitely good for the card because the card was kind of lacking it, from entertainment. Here, from here on out, it's straight unanimous decisions. And the last undercard fighter that we're gonna shout out is Jai Tucker. That's your boy. He got his dub over Tracy Magruder. Yes, sir. And um. What's because you were trying to tell me before is Jaius Tucker special? Yeah, I I like him because he's looked good in his previous fights, and he's also a guy that be working in that Terence Crawford Shakur bubble, so mainly Shakur. But I I mean, I maybe he's like I wouldn't say burned out, but like he's been. I think he I forgot what they said. Then the broadcaster said it. He he's fought a couple times in the last like seven months or what it is. Like he's he's been fighting real consistent, so. Maybe he just kind of, like, burned out. But he didn't look bad, but he just – I was expecting a little bit more. He didn't push the gas pedal. Like, he didn't really push the pace. And he looked like – I don't know. He still looked good, though. And I think he still has a bright future, though, for real. Because he's still young. All right. Well, shit, that, that wraps us up on the undercard. Now we're going to hop on to the main card. I've got my shot poured up. Cheers, my good <laughs> fellows. Hey, but my question is, you know how Mexicans have their own style of boxing? Do Puerto Ricans have, like, a style of boxing? Because, you know, Cubans have their style, too. Like, do the Puerto Ricans have their own style? Like, they kind of move, they maneuver, they got, like, some speed with them or something? I would say, I mean, I mean, just a dog mentality. I don't know. I mean, Canelo works the body a lot, so you can say like that, but... I can't really say off the head, like, a specific style. Like, Mexicans, they love that brawling style and that come to you and, yeah, and push the yeah, pace. Yeah. So. They're going to be in there banging. Banging. I love love watching the good Mexican Mexican, Mexican boxers. Like, what's um, I, can't, I always forget bro name that used to go out at Rapacchia all the time. Them boys, Jim was the truth. Oh, uh, Juan Marquez? Yeah, I used to love watching him. And Cotto. I used to love watching Cotto. Is Cotto Mexican? I too. Yeah, man, I, I, Makoto is one of my favorite boxers of all time. Hey, put it on for Mexico. Hey, they, hey, they don't talk about that. Cotto Loki was giving Floyd some work. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> you said Floyd? Yeah. Yeah, man, he was. <laughs> niggas forget. Niggas don't talk about that. Like there are too many niggas that really gave Floyd work like that. I'm just saying. Nah, he he did he did bring it to Floyd. I I think he made Floyd's nose bleed. And that oh, yeah, that boy leaking. And, you know, that's not normal for Floyd. Yeah, not pretty boy nah, he Floyd. Was, he was tagging him, man. That shit was crazy. I'm, I always watch the rematch of that. Or I always rewatch it. That's that shit. Well, let's talk about this card, man. Let me know. I ain't get to – I ain't really get to catch too much of it. So, let me know what y'all boys – what was cracking, man? Well, the first fight we're going to talk – so, I actually liked your question about the Puerto Rican style. Because I feel like these these like uh three different guys all had three different styles, and mm-hmm. yet they are like very I want to say similar, but they had that uh 
they're bringing a fight to their person, the, uh, the other person, the whole fight. Like, even if like yeah. they weren't connecting, like some of them we're gonna get into, he was. They're at least taking pressure. steps forward. But the first one who got the first dub to kick off the main card was John Baza. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. And you, uh, a unanimous decision win over Tony Lewis. Uh, I believe this was Baza's first eight round fight. I think that's what I heard. I, um, so I thought he looked good. I didn't think he looked great because I thought uh, he was going to – I didn't overhype him, but in my head I was like, oh, this is an older opponent and Tony Lewis. Yeah. Uh, you're a young – you have a few knockouts that you've gotten back-to-back after getting a few decisions. So it was looking like he was, like, learning how to get power punches and land power punches. Right. So not not saying he looked bad, but I, don't, I just feel like one fighter on this card stole the show and it made the other ones not look as good. Uh, I John he 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 looked decent. He didn't get that spectacular win like he did previously, but he got the job done and still came out with the big tilt. You know what I'm saying? So can't really say too much, but look on to the next fight. Yeah, and the crowd was. I'm not gonna lie. This is when I was noticing the crowd going crazy. Like whenever yeah, the, bro, the I'm main card it was packed into to the to the T, and people yeah. were just going crazy. Even if it wasn't the most amazing fight, that first one, the moment that they raised his hand at the decision, that place yeah. is lit up for Puerto Rico. It's crazy. Yeah, man. I've been I've been to a couple of top rank events where it was like a lot of Puerto Ricans on the card, and bro, I'm telling you, that shit gets ridiculous. Like. The people go insane for if you, they know you're Puerto Rican or you come out there with the flags coming, bro. It goes crazy, bro. But that shit was lit, and it was in the garden. Yeah, uh, Kev, yeah. telling you, they're doing them. The boys, like, you're not from Puerto Rico. They boo. Yeah, <laughs> like they were doing it like how UFC in the UK was doing. Uh, like, yeah, oh, you're not from. You're not from there. Boo. <laughs> Might as well have been in Puerto Rico for yeah, and these were some nice stand-up citizens they were booing. Some good yeah. guys. Good guys. Right. Um, but on to the next fight. Well, did you have any questions about this fight, Kev? No, nah, I'm trying to peep what happened was cracking up. All right, this is the fight that I, I stole the show. It was the co-main. I think uh, me and Marcus both agree. I think it should have been the main after how it all ha- happened. But Played Sanders Zayas beating Quincy Lavalas uh, or Levias um, by decision, eight rounders, first eight rounder for Xander. Uh, how, talk to talk to me, Marcus. Man, he's going to be special. Like I said, bro, and you can see it. You can tell out of all these prospects on this card, besides Keyshawn because he didn't fight, but we'll get into that, that man, yeah. Well, bro, he, he's going to be different. I can't wait to watch his career. And he's still so young, so it's going to be time. So, like, they're going to be patient. And I like it. Like, he's even saying that he's being patient. So, like, he's talking about how he wants to Smart. take his career in a slow pace. And, like, he doesn't really want to rush. And, like, like how Teofimo won a belt in 15 fights. And I think Xander's, like, on his 10th, 13th fight. Something 13th, like I got. 13 and 0. Okay. So, yeah, he's on his 13th. And Teofimo won a belt at 15 fights. So, like, I don't think he's going to go down that route. I think he's going to build his skills because he's so young and grow into his body because he's going to climb those weight class because he fought at 155 at 19. So, but, man, he looked good. And, like, even if it went to the distance, I kind of like the fact that it went to the distance because 
he got those rounds, like those those extra work, and like so he was able to see rounds. He was able to fight a slick fighter. Um, the opponent, he he did what he had to do. He gave him a tough, like tough little fight. You know, he worked his defense. He was slippery. He he made Xander work for his punches, which he was landing, but. Overall, man, he put on a good performance. And even if he didn't get the knockout, that was still an A-plus performance. She told him, so this is the person I got to be looking out for, Xander Zayas. Xander, yeah, he young. What's 19 years about? old. What's his footwork looking like? He got knockout power? Oh, he got knockout power. And like, he's very th- – My bad. I was going to say, he's only 19. And for Marcus was telling me, like, he's going to grow into that stature because if you see him, he's, like, skinny but he had broad shoulders – and, yeah. like, he has the build of, like, eventually he's going to be, like, 160 with, like, knockout power. You, you got to think, but like, the – well, I can't say box all fighters, but he he's cutting down to that fight weight. So, like, he's in top tier shape. So, like, his walking around weight is probably, like, I would guess, like, 160, 165 on a bad day. I, I, can't, I can't say it. But so, like, as he gets older, 20, 25, you know what I'm saying? When he's, like, 25 – He's gonna be in the middleweight, one sixty eight type. He's he's gonna be a big dude, man. Youngest signed professional boxer ever at sixteen. Decided not to go to the Olympics. Decided to go pro. So guys, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. So they, just uh, when I heard that, and after I watched this fight, man, like it really sold. Like I wasn't big into boxing, so this was one of the fights I was, I was just like, wow, like. I'm not saying he's like a, one of the goats or anything, but just yeah. I could see something special. Like I see what people talk yeah. about in boxing. Like, oh, even though he's not fighting like a, a, a like a, someone on his level, you would say, you can right. see the huge difference in level. And then from some of the shit I saw prior, I saw some steps forward, like some stuff that mm-hmm. he had worked on. And the moment, but I like Quincy. I was I was rooting for him, but he he just stayed in his corner. He like and he, he did what he had to do. Yeah, I would say he he was ducking a lot. He was moving his head, which was something Xander hasn't really seen a lot of. But the head work was there, footwork was there. But the fact that he just was like okay with just being stuck in that yeah, corner right. and never did anything to get out of it because he only threw like a total of forty punches or something. Like he didn't throw a lot. The uh, whole fight. The whole fight. But he had. But he was just getting overwhelmed. That's what I'm saying. When you watch this fight, you see somebody who's just. He's not, it's almost like I want to say a punching bag because that's disrespectful. But he went yeah. in there with like just a, I'm so much better where I'm just going to show you. Like you give your little brother the controller on the game and like you kind of pick your shots and you want to get that knockout. You want to make it look good. Like, and that's literally what he, body shot, headshot, body shot, body shot, yeah. headshot, slip under a shot, body shot, headshot. And I was just like, he's, he's just old. Like, and this other guy is a pro. He has some big underdog wins on his belt. So it's not like he's a pushover. So uh, definitely a big step up in like compared to his previous fights and for him to go all eight rounds. I think that was really good for him. Honestly, I think that's better than and he looked good up. in the late rounds. Yeah, exactly. Like he still had that same pressure. He still was attacking the body. He wasn't head hunting. I hate when young fighters like the head hunt, like, so like he he was he was working his plan he was just doing his thing and, and one fifty four he's finding out one fifty four right now. That that's a that's a low kid deep division too. I like that division. Yeah, but I think that's why he's also taking his time because he knows he's nineteen. So like if he takes his time, maybe like yeah. some of the like new the, the new faces are coming in and he's gonna be the top. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, wait until he's about, I'll say like 22, man. 22, 21, he might win his first title. Ooh, heard it here first. Market calendars. Two Maybe years even now. 23. Yeah, man. Oh, you talking real title? You talking a regular title? Ah, oh, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about the big boy titles. Okay, okay. He's gonna get him one. He ain't gonna get that WBC, is he? He's gonna get the WBC. Okay. On to the next fight. This was another fighter who came in with the prospect. He was already ranked like 11th and 14th in some spots. So there, he was a super prospect. 16 knockouts in his first 16 fights. 18 and 0. He goes in there and fights Steve Rolls who is a very good veteran. He is older now. He is 37, but his only loss on his belt is to Triple G. He's uh, 21 and 2, or, or 21 and 1, but not, uh, he lost the fight, so now he's 21 and 2. But the big step up in competition, I personally didn't like Berlinga. He just looked – he looked almost like Wilder-esque. Like this, I'm coming here to knock you out early, and if I don't knock you out in this person, like, because Steve Rose just played a smart jab, take a step back, jab, duck. And, and like, Berlin, I want to say Berlinga got flustered by any means because he wasn't throwing like volume or anything, but he didn't do anything to cut off the ring. He didn't do anything mm-hmm. to set up his shots. He would just sometimes come in with an overhand and, uh, and like, he didn't do no jabs. He didn't do like no footwork. No, like for someone who two, like a year ago was arguably on his way to go fight for a belt, and they're going to take over a division. Some people are hyping him up about his power. To see him basically, because some people are debating Steve Rolls' wonder fight. Like, oh, if you count the jabs <laughs> and just like, if you like, like, because Berlinga probably had like 10 landed shots in the first round. And I promise you, none of them did damage. They were all just yeah. like, like, a, like barely hitting him type. And it was just like one person had skill. But it was as older and couldn't it didn't couldn't cover the distance and uh there's a big reach advantage versus yeah. a, young, a young bull who just didn't didn't know what to do and he had someone who just outsmarted him the whole fight. Man, bro. The thing is, bro, Rose came out fighting caught like he was like I wouldn't say like he was being cautious, bro. He was respecting the power at first, and you can tell that's why he was staying on his back foot working his jab and staying out of reach, he'll throw that jab and move out the way. But Berlanga couldn't – he couldn't even fucking capitalize on that. And once Rolls realized, like, oh, his power – or, like, not that his power is not real, but he's not – like, he's not coming at me. So, like, he – you can see his confidence grow. Rolls' confidence started to grow a little bit. But, man, I was blowed watching that shit. It was honestly boring to watch, bro, like, because, like, he, like you said, he wasn't cutting the ring off. He wasn't shortening the distance. He was just letting him work his jab, and he he got frustrated. You could tell he got frustrated, and, like, he didn't know how to work. And then he made excuses after the fight and talking about he's fighting scared. But if you're a boxer, bro, you, you a professional boxer, you got to adapt to each fighter in ring. Like, you got to adapt. You got you to gotta learn everybody's skill set, and, like, you got to adapt in the later rounds. And... I, I, I don't think he ever really adapted and no no man the the hype train should stop he, he people need to hop off and they need I don't think he should really be a main event right now at least like maybe throw him on like a co-main event maybe but he need he needs a slow maybe they hype just went too fast for him to get his skills that high like he's not a terrible fighter but he definitely has holes where he's not 
Like, I think if he fought a top-notch guy right now, like one of the top guys in the weight class, it, it would look bad. That's how I feel. He, he doesn't know how to even throw a jab. No setup. No, and like, am, it was boring because the first four rounds was five. I know I would say the first five rounds, like literally rolls his back foot the whole time, jab, maybe 20 yeah. punches each thrown at most. And then um, come the final five rounds, to me, this is like rolls figured out Berlanga and just kind of, he didn't, no power shots really, but there's a lot of tagging him and not getting hit yeah. and stuff. And that's why a lot of people are debating, like, Rolls probably won that fight because if those early rounds all went to Berlanga, but if you really look at it, he didn't ever hit him clean, whereas Rolls wasn't doing no damage, but yet he was still landing, like, a clean shot here and there. Exactly. So, and like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and this is a 37-year-old Steve Rolls who usually fights at, like, the 155, I think they said, or one uh 160. So he's fine at 168 in Berlanga's class. So... Damn. Like, if you can't figure out fucking 37-year-old roles, man, how what, how, what are you going to do when you got Benavidez, you got Caleb Plant in front of you, you got, like, these bigger, bigger names in front of you, man, like, I don't know, he, I, he definitely, he's still young, though, so you can't really talk too much, I guess, but he definitely, the hype isn't as what it should be, at least for right now. All my hype for him went to Zayas after this card. The thing is, I've been big on Berlanga, too, because I've been to, like, three of his fights where I've seen the 16 knockout streaks, so, like, live in person. So, like, I was on the high train, man, but the last three fights, bro, three fights in a row, he hasn't looked, like, good. So, No knockouts in those three either. Yeah, so he went from 16 straight knockouts to three. Underwhelming decisions. yeah, underwhelming fucking wins, bro. So uh, you think we gotta see what's next. You think it's because of, of the change of competition, or is he um, is, is his strategy getting figured out? Uh, I, I think he's in his box of like I have knockout power if, on anyone yeah. in front of me. I don't, and like he hasn't really worked on head work and setting up the knockout power and being okay with going in with an exchange and only throwing a couple of jabs not needing to throw yeah. a right hand every single exchange because like his tendencies and he has like he hasn't grown yet he's still young maybe he works on hard this camp and he next fight he's showing um something different but that's all he needs to do show something different and i feel yeah. like he'll be a better fighter because he's just in his See, that's box. what you yeah that's what you look for in these like prospect fights like if there's when you're just watching it's not really about the matchups it's more about all right, what can you show different? Or like, what's going? To, how are you going to show that you better than the other, the rest? So like, you got to showcase that. And he hasn't done that in three fights, so it's like. But like you said, man, he is in his box, and I feel like uh the people around him, like top rank, could be fault for that too. The way they promote him, and which I get it though, because he he does pack the house, like he brings people in. Because I remember I went to one oh, of his fights, and he was a co-main event. And the, the main event was a world title fight, but he was a co-main event, and it was packed. And then the main event started, and you could see people was leaving. So, like, wow. people was there just to watch Berlanga. So, like, it, it's crazy. He does sell tickets, and he does have a big fan base, but it, the skill set is still got to catch up to that. He, he likes to throw those power right hand and the left hook. Like, he has to learn how to, like, he has no jab. 
And, uh, and also the other point, Kev, I do think it's because it's a step in competition. Whereas when he was in his box against weaker competition, he just overwhelmed them because they didn't know how to deal with it. But now he's finding fighters with higher IQs um, that have more experience. Yeah, they might be older now, but they fought against people way better than you and they know how to go probably with more power than you. So like they know how to handle right. it and know what game plan to go in. So if he doesn't change, his competition is only going to get better because he still won. So right. the yeah. next guy, if it, it, let it be, uh, oh, shit, Steve Rolls it's 10 not, years ago probably was whooping his ass, bro. Like, like don't let it be a Caleb plant. So, <laughs> but Puerto Rico put on, I mean, majority, let me see. I think all Puerto Rican fighters won. Yeah. Yeah, all Puerto Rican fighters won. Uh, it was a good card. The reason why it could have been a little bit better, I won't even say a little bit, it could have been way better. Keyshawn Davis p- pulled out because of illness. He couldn't fight. He was, he wasn't COVID though. So it wasn't COVID, but he was, uh, he was ill. Why do I see this man at the event dancing and having an interview and having a good ass jolly time and some street clothes? Felt like he was having some fun. <laughs> That's crazy, man. But they didn't even try to hide it. He was having interviews with the commentators and like just, like just chilling with them. What's up with that, Marcus? Is it like is I was this, wondering? <laughs> I wanted to say common, but I wonder if he was like sick recently, or did he get sick or sick in his camp? And then his camp said that since he maybe needed time off in his camp, that they didn't want to fight. Cause it probably would have threw off camp schedule. So I'm okay. I'm assuming it was something like that where like he was sick already. And just since his camp maybe got delayed, that's why they pulled out and said, let's do it on the 30th. So that's probably why he was looking healthy the other day. So maybe he is healthy like as of today, but since his maybe his camp got delayed, that's probably why it, maybe his people felt uncomfortable putting him out there. Well, since that's giving, what I would assume. Yeah, I don't since, know though. Since, since you're giving him the benefit of the doubt, Kev, how how do you feel? Hey man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've skipped wrestling practice before and still went to the football game afterwards. Like, <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. Like, I skipped. Hey Paul, you remember what I? I'm not. We're not gonna get too deep into the story, but remember what I had when I had skipped the turf, the wrestling tournament that one time, and um, because we had went to Taco Bell, right. and then they yeah. just sent the fucking legion, or they sent the fucking search party out for me, looking for Kev because I knew you asked. Yeah, the boys were late to the tournament because they said they spent an hour looking for me. Like four different people knocked on my door. Is Kevin here? Kevin back? No, he's not back. Oh, okay. Damn. I was like, God damn. But like, hey, hey man, man, I can't say that. So like, hey. As long as these boys still fading, it'd be different. Like, they just canceled the fade altogether, and this boy just happened to jog. As long as he's still fading, it's straight. But what do you guys think? Does that extra – because now it's on the 30th. Does that extra time help anybody? Does that illness – is that illness going to bother him when it comes to fight time? Like, what do you think that's going to do? Shit. What do you think, Mark? I mean, I think, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll just probably – I think either way, he's going to put on a performance. but. I think maybe the extra month or so, a couple of weeks, get back into that rhythm again. And I don't know how long what he took out of camp. I can't say. I don't, I don't know. But I think it'll be good. But he he's one of those young guys that fights consistently. He fought not that long ago. So I wouldn't be too worried about Keyshawn. But like if it was like one of these other guys like fight 
fucking once a year, then that would be a different story. Like motherfucking how um, what's bro that used to fight Alvarez? Al- is Alvarez the one that just fought um Izzy, Paul? Uh, uh Robbie. Yeah, Whitaker. Oh, Whitaker, that's his name. I thought I called a nigga Alvarez. He looked like an Alvarez. But um, Robbie, you wouldn't want one of those in boxing, like somebody that fights every two, every once, once every two years. Yeah, and no, it's just get hurt and shit. Yeah, especially. They hold the belt. Oh man, that'd be. I couldn't even get the weight on the belt. But does that change you guys' pick at all? Nah, Keyshawn. You know, Keyshawn's still getting it because all I know and all I've been told is like Marcus told me this man is gonna be up there in the pound for pounds. Like he, like he's generational talent. <laughs> like so, I've seen some things on YouTube about boy. He does look legit and uh, like. No, no disrespect to Esteban Sanchez, but this is just another fight in Keyshawn's story because he's only had, I think this is his first professional fight or, or oh no, not professional. Um, because he just got out of the Olympics, got silver. Yeah, I think, I think this is gonna be like his fifth or fifth. sixth. Yeah, fight. he's only four and no, yeah. So, so he's still young in that career. So, you know, like he's at, from what I think he's just gonna look kind of like Xander Zayas, it's like look like he's not gonna under under uh underwhelmingly win like he's he's gonna win I, do, I would say Keyshawn Keyshawn might be on a faster uh track than Xander will be I think Keyshawn's gonna not by skill wise though but just I think I think Keyshawn is gonna climb the ranks fast maybe because of the division he's in but we'll see how it plays out but Keyshawn's gonna be a dog man definitely pound for pound I would put money on that one I'm gonna be looking out for him. So Xander Zayas, Keyshawn. Who was the other one? There was another person to be looking out for. Uh Shushu Oh, Shushu. Shushu. Shushu might take a while for you to. That's gonna yeah. take a little while because he's still on. Like, but he'll be a fan team. favorite. Yeah, for sure. Brooklyn favorite. Brooklyn's in the house. <laughs> nah, but uh shit. Damn near. It was New York was in the house for sure. I'm not sure what borough, but New York was definitely in the house uh, for this yeah. one. Over there at Madison Square Garden, the Mecca of sports. Puerto Rican showed out. Good card. Wish Keyshawn Davis was on him, but we'll see them boys on the 30th. Kev, wrap us up. Hey, man. If you didn't know, we talked fighting. And if you really didn't know, we talked boxing. This was this was the this was the first installment of the Totally Blitz Fight Club boxing spectrum in this motherfucker. Yes, we said spectrum. That boy Paul had me doing shit last episode. I was like, Spectrum, isn't that isn't that a cable company? What what else I gotta do with boxing? <laughs> but um we figured it yeah, out, man. But this, but this been another episode of Totally Blitz, bitch. I'm crap, I'm that boy Kev. Water boy, fuck what you heard. The people's champs of boy. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pick on winning Contra. We in this bitch, we in this motherfucker with Marcus. Long ass underline, nickname coming, man. The boxing guru, <laughs> himself, Penny, man. And it's been totally blitz. You bitch. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with.